The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show, brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. All right, that one felt pretty good. East Carolina 45, Temple 3, and absolute blowout at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium today. Pirates never really in trouble as they took it to the Owls in the uh, first half, came out in the second half, did the exact same thing. I could get used to this, Billy Weaver. Uh, Great performance today by the Pirates. Temple just no threat at all. Yeah, that's the way it should be. It was nice to see East Carolina finally take it to an opponent. There was no question about this game from start to finish. 317-1250. 317-1250. Let's celebrate the win. Give us a call. 317-1250. Open lines. Wes Hines taking your call. Chandler Honeycutt here. Billy Weaver alongside on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show. We'll get it started after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt here filling in for Shirley Rhodes and taking a look at the Buccaneers scoreboard. Cincinnati on top of Tulsa 28-12. That game is in the fourth quarter. They just kicked off the fourth quarter there in Cincinnati. Notre Dame 27 uh, Navy 6. That's also in the fourth quarter. Oklahoma State taking care of business against West Virginia 24-3 is that score. Uh, we have Baylor uh, down 2 to TCU 23-21. Auburn uh, and Texas A&M 9-3 is that score in the fourth. And then also Wisconsin and Rutgers. Wisconsin 52-3. You also have Penn State and Maryland 14-12 is that score as well. And uh, NC State, 21-14 in Tallahassee. And that is about five minutes to go in the third quarter there. That's been a quick look at your Buccaneers scoreboard. And also, the most important score of the game, East Carolina taking care of business against Temple in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium this afternoon. 45-3 is the final score. Pirates take care of business. And that has been a look at the Buccaneers scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates and ENC. The Buccaneer Music Hall is open from noon until 2 a.m. With live music every night, and now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for updated schedule, and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into a celebratory edition of the fifth quarter call-in show. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, thank you, Chandler Honeycutt. Wes Hines taking your calls. Clip Rock, Billy Weaver here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. 45-3. to Pirates get it done today. We'll... Talk about it with you folks on the Fixed NC Live line as we've got John, Cameron, Ronnie. You guys hang on. First, we'll start with Kenny and Blunts Creek. Hey, Kenny. Hey, Cliff, Billy. Uh, how you like that? That was a nice, stressless game today for us, our Pirate fans. Uh, really complete, complete game with our offense, uh, defense. You know, almost had to shut out. You know, I'm going to dub this game the day of the tight end. 
because they showed up today and made some heck of a plays. Uh, just uh, proud of this team. Been trying to tell everybody to be positive. This uh, team is on the verge of uh, doing something special. We've been in a lot of games this year. We uh, we compete. We're starting to know how to win some of these games. Uh, today was just really we, we, we played a team that wasn't that good, and we showed them what power football can be like. And uh, I just uh, want to say thank you for uh, all you guys do at Pirate Radio. Uh, we were talking about it at the uh, Pirate Zone, uh, tailgate zone today about a stressless game. And, man, I needed a game like that. Yes, sir. Really, the first one all year. And oh, yeah. The only one that really got away from the Pirates was App State. They made the score look a little closer than it actually was. But in defeat uh, and in the wins, Billy, they've been, you know, stressful in the second half. The Pirates were able to win last week by 15, but this is the first one where you could just kind of relax during a game. Well, you, th- you thought early in the season Charleston Southern would be that game, but that didn't turn out to be the case in All that right. one either because even down the stretch, you know, that became a close game that the Pirates just barely won. Um, so, yeah, it was nice to get into Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Um, you you felt East Carolina was in control from start to finish, and, and before the, the game on the uh, pregame show, we had talked about the defense kind of setting the tone early. Yeah. They had a three and out on the very first uh, possession because Temple had won the coin toss and, and elected to receive, and the East Carolina defense came out there immediately with a three and out, and that set the tone for the rest of the day. By the way, shout out to football guru Wes Hines before the game. His prediction, 45-12. to 12. It was 45-3, yeah. to three, Wes. Well done, man. Dang, dang I mean, you, sir. Wes knows his ECU football. He does. <laughs> he was in here uh, correctly calling reviews during the game. So yeah. this guy is it a... On, uh, it was, it, one was on me, one was on you, so we're good. Well, you don't have to mention that, Wes. We're, we're giving you praise here. Just, <laughs> <Yeah>. take, <laughs> just say thank you. Yeah. All right, uh, that opens up a line, and, and Kenny uh, called it the day of the tight end. Bryce Williams sent me a lot of happy text during today's game with Ryan Jones getting involved. Shane Calhoun had a touchdown as well, so he was fired up. You know, a couple of weeks ago, it was National Tight End Day in the NFL. Are we sure it wasn't today? Because Today uh, was the college version. Ryan Jones uh, started the game off with two touchdowns. Dean Calhoun, it was a great day to be a tight end for the Pirates. Yeah, right. Ryan Jones with six catches for two, uh, 102 yards. Wow. And two breaking, touchdowns. Uh, breaking Should, 100. Might have possibly had three touchdowns. Just I thought, stepped out of bounds. Just ah. that much. Ready? That opens up a line, 317-1250. Let's go to Ronnie in Winterville. Hey, Ronnie. Ronnie. Hey, it's, it's actually Rowdy. Dowdy. Rowdy. Rowdy, all right. Yeah. Wes, 0 for 2 on the name so far. That's all right. What's up, Rowdy? <laughs> it's okay. I had called in two weeks. I felt like I had a call today. It was um, it was great to finally beat down a team, especially Temple, a team that has been beating us down for years now. Um, but it's nice to see us put a whole game together and to come out strong and to finish it through, kind of pulling for the shutout there at the end. Uh, but uh, it's all right. We'll take it. But uh, looking forward to next week, trying to get a, another W and get to a bowl game. And um, Billy, we're going to Chase Elliott tomorrow. Okay. I, I, I feel you. I like the Chase Elliott pick. I like that. 
I need it because Troy's. Yeah. So we're in that NASCAR deal. He's got the three other guys. I've got Chase Elliott. Oh wow! So I really? need uh, I need an Elliott win tomorrow. Wow! Nice. All right, yeah, thank you, Rowdy. Looking good for you though. Not at all, uh, Rowdy in Winterville. Three one seven twelve fifty. Let's go to Cameron next, who is at a friend's wedding. Hello, Cameron. What's up, man? What's up, Cliff? Hey, man. Hey, hey. Happy for our team. So happy for our team. Um, I'm proud of the way. You know, I was mad my friend uh, scheduled a wedding on a college football Saturday, but after uh, ECU dominated Temple, I was like, well, I, I can be okay with it. Um, guys, we need to give Blake Harrell a contract extension right now. What he has done with our defense is amazing, considering how many underclassmen we still have on this defense. I don't think people talk about that enough. We still have underclassmen on this defense for the majority of the defense. And they're dominating, guys. I mean, McMillan, hopefully he's okay. It's just a rolled ankle or something. But our defensive line, I mean, I just love watching our defense play. Offense got the job done today, too. It was tight end touchdown day. I'm actually at the same wedding of Bryce Williams right now. I talked to him. <laughs> and I was like, man, the Pirates, the tight ends are going off today. You'd be happy. He was happy. So, um, yeah. Where? Are, hey, go put Bryce on the phone real quick. Is he there? Hey, he's, he's, in, he's in the reception. I'm in the bathroom talking to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all. Tell, awesome. tell, uh, tell him to give us a call if he can. I will. I will. If I, when I see him back in the ballroom, I'll tell him to give you a call. All right. Thanks, Cameron. Anyways, I'm so proud of this team. The whole game is in our reach, guys. We, Memphis and Navy. You know, I won't say Cincinnati, even though I think we can compete against Cincinnati, but Memphis and Navy, two most important games of the season. If we didn't get the job done, I think we can beat both of them. It's just a matter of if we do it or not. I'm just so proud of this team, the way they fought all year long through adversity. I mean, starting off 0-2, we could have gave up. But, you know, we fought back. And, I mean, I'm just proud of this team. I'm proud of our coaching staff. Give Blake Harrell a lifetime extension. And I'm ready I'm ready for next week for the, the away games. I'm, I just I want a full game so bad, guys. And I'm a little intoxicated right now, but go Pirates. Let's go. All right, Cameron at a friend's wedding. Bryce Williams also at that wedding. We'll try to get him to call in. 317-1250. One more before we take a timeout. Let's go to John at the stadium. Hey, John. What's up, Cliff? What's up, Weed? What's, What's up, up man? man? Fantastic, fantastic showing. Uh, as Kenny said, almost, almost a shutout. Why wasn't a shutout? Mason Garcia. So for Gary or Larry or Mary or Terry or whatever his name is with the conspiracy theory, tell him to shut up. Mason is not ready yet. And Ehlers is our guy. And they played fantastic. Go Pirates. All right. There is John at the stadium. I doubt Larry, Gary, Harry, Mary, Terry will be calling in after a uh, 45-3 to victory. I think he's one of the... Uh, call-ins after a loss yeah. type of guy. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll be wrong. I would love to hear from him today. Alright, Monica, Blake, and uh, whoever just called in, hang on because we're going to take a time out, come back and have more for you on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, 317-1250. We have one open line and we'll get more two more calls when we return after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. Clip Brock, Billy Weaver, Wes Hines taking your calls. Chandler Honeycutt producing as well. East Carolina wins at forty-five to three. That was some good news. Some other good news. We were well fed by tiebreakers. Uh, they are hooking us up with some awesome post-game food. I went with the lemon pepper wings today. They were uh, pretty tasty, I got to say. Billy Weaver went honey barbecue. Chandler goes hot. And Wes went with the ECU burger. 
So uh, that looked good as well. Mm-hmm. Got great burgers, wings, uh, cheese steaks. We've got uh, them in the past week, chicken cheese steaks, a little bit of everything at Tiebreakers. Great place to watch games as well. Absolutely. I figured Wes would go with something really hot. No? No, no, I've gotten I've gotten to where I don't get too much hot stuff anymore. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, is I'm surprised Wes got anything to eat. Period. Because he had like four biscuits. Well, from guess CD's what? Grill. No, he literally had four biscuits slash sandwiches from CDs. Wow. During five, the pregame, uh, we got an update. He, he said five. I saw him munching on another one during the game. He has had five. What'd you have? Like three biscuits, two sandwiches. What was the ratio? It was, uh, it was uh, three biscuits and uh, two uh, toast. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. In one sitting. Wow. Yeah. A lot and of wows. A, and an EC burger on the way. Oh, he's already had that. He's already had it. How are you yeah. not 500 pounds? How are you not fatter than me? Good Lord. <laughs> Unbelievable. This guy's workout regimen. I know, legendary. right? right? Uh, All right. Uh, let's see. Brian, David, Blake, hang on. Let's go to Monica in Greenville. Hello, Monica. Hey, guys, I think this was the game that all of Pirate Nation wanted to see tonight. It was so nice to finally see four complete quarters of absolute lights-out football tonight. Um, As always, Blake Harrell and our ECU defense just did an amazing job. And, you know, it was almost a complete shutout tonight. And uh, this team is still continuing to gel, and they found their identity, and, and they just get better and better every game. Uh, it was just also incredible to see, you know, it, it was definitely the tight end show. I'm um, glad to see, you know, Ryan Jones just really broke out tonight, and that was amazing to see. Um, but it was also the running back parade tonight. You know, Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell were just on fire tonight and, you know, almost clipping off 250 yards. And, you know, Keaton Mitchell is is uh, approaching 1,000 yards. So um, he's that's what he's going for and, and, and almost there. Um, I will say, you know, I've never seen in a game, and I don't know that I'd be curious to know, has anybody ever seen three onside kicks ever kicked to be uh, recovered in in one game? Um, That was was pretty awesome. So they got their practice there on recovering onside kicks. And I'll just end it by saying, you know, I sure hope um, Jaquan McMillan is doing okay. Saw that injury um, on the field. So I hope he's going to be okay and come back. Um, a collective sigh of relief for Pirate Nation because this is this is the game we've all wanted to see. The game we knew our Pirates had in them, and it was uh, good to see lights out ECU football today for four quarters. So go Pirates, and, and let's keep winning. All right, great call as always from Monica in Greenville. We had those three consecutive onside kicks. We also had our second illegal numbering call of the year. Oh, yeah. I believe the first time I heard it, ever was uh week one against app state app state i believe that was the uh the first time and then we just had it on us uh tonight uh during the onside kick and the pirates were able to recover basically three onside kicks in a row from temple all right 317-1250 blake is up next in raleigh hey blake what's up clipper what's up billy hey Uh, first off yo uh hey hey uh, clip uh congrats to your braves this week man yeah awesome to see that thanks man yeah I'm not a big baseball follower, but I definitely knew that you were uh, you were happy on that one. So, um, but uh, a couple of the the callers have already kind of said uh, things that I was thinking. But um, I do want to say I, I've made this connection with uh, with Rajay and, and Keaton, where they remind me a lot of uh, of my Giants back in 2007 with Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah, thunder and lightning. That, 
Yeah, man, it's that thunder and lightning, and they work. It, it's it's been going on all season, but I feel like this game was was really evenly balanced, where they both were over 100 yards. They're both contributing so much. I feel like it's either one or the other in most of the games, um, and so it was really great to see that. Um, and and again, Ryan Jones. I mean, it seems like. When, when we get the tight ends involved, because it's usually it's been Shane um, in a couple of games this season. When we get those tight ends involved, that's kind of what flips the switch in, in just moving our offense to the next level because our defense doesn't have any problems right now. I mean, it's um, hopefully, like Monica said, Jaquan's fine. But, um, I mean, even without Jaquan, our defense is pretty solid. Um, so uh, overall, it's, it was great to just sit back. I, I, I was going to go to the game today. Uh, me and my dad decided not to, and chilled out. And it was it was a nice, relaxing game. It wasn't stressful in any way. <laughs> so that was uh, that was very uh, very fun. But uh, yeah, appreciate you guys, and uh, have a good one. Good call, Blake. Thanks for checking us out tonight on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Three one seven twelve fifty. Let's keep it rolling with David in Farmville. Hey, David. Hey guys. Uh, man, I tell you, I really don't know where to begin. Uh, uh, what a great game by the defense. Uh, thank, thank gosh, uh, Temple is as bad as they are. Um, uh, I'm glad we can hang, uh, 42 points, 45 points on them. Uh, hey, tough, uh, tough break for Mason. Um, hey, look, every quarterback's going to make a mistake. The sooner he makes it, the sooner he'll learn. Uh, I'm glad he made the throw. That was the right throw. He just, uh, underthrew it. And uh, a little bit more air on the ball, and that's a touchdown, and, and people are having other comments about it. So uh, love the play. Uh, that was the right read. Uh, he'll, he'll figure it out. Um, overall, uh, just really impressed. Uh, running game looked good. Uh, more, more running yards than passing. Uh, uh, that's the way you want it to be. Um, really thrilled with the tight end play. Calhoun getting a touchdown. Ryan Jones with his uh, coming out party. Um, he looks really, really good um, receiving the ball. I know earlier in the year he kind of struggled with it, but uh, he he looks legitimately NFL type tight end with his speed. Um, he just keeps working on his routes and blocking. Uh, he, he'll be really good. Uh, kudos to the offensive line. I don't think we gave up a sack. Um, uh, defense again played well. Blake Harrell's got those sharks running around making plays. Uh, certainly hope. Uh, uh, Jaquan's going to be all right. I don't know if that was an ankle or a knee that uh, that, that went down with him, but uh, it was an ankle. Yeah. They said yeah. during the game. So yeah, yeah just re- really impressed. Uh, we needed the win. Uh, the win we should have gotten. Uh, we did. We took care of business. Uh, a little slow getting started, but uh, all in all, uh, did what we needed to do with a team that we should have controlled, and we did. Uh, just keep building on it, and uh, well, let's let's beat Memphis. All right, thanks uh, for the call, David, and thanks for the stat on the UB stat sheet. Is that right? We have no sacks today. I didn't yeah, even think no about sacks. that. There was there was only one sack in the entire game, and East Carolina got the sack on defense. So East Carolina's defense didn't get a whole lot of pressure, but they got uh, tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. They got big stops and all that. All right. So they didn't have to have a whole lot of sacks. And the good thing is, yeah, it, they were um, no sacks given up by East Carolina today. So that's good news. Elijah Morris with. Uh, Two big. I think he had two big sacks on one drive earlier in the game, and I Elijah think Morris, a, the uh, former walk-on, uh, making a big impact. Well, it, sa- it says on the the stat I might be sheet wrong, that they, they there was only one sack for six yards. There was one that Jeff and uh, Kevin were talking about as I was on the road, where they 
they got him, but he got back to the line of scrimmage, and they were yeah, debating on if it yeah. was a sack gotcha. or not. So yeah. it might have been that play. Uh, also, David with another stat: Do we um, do we have a turnover uh, forced? He said we snapped our sixteen yeah, no, no, game no, no, streak no. They of did, forcing a turnover. Uh, well, I saw on the broadcast in here that said they had sixteen consecutive games with a turnover. Was there no turnover? He's saying the, this, the streak was snapped. I'm trying to recall if there was a pick. There was a, I think, a drop pick early in the game they could have had. I don't know if Temple had a turnover in Let's the game. See, I'm gonna... All right, three one seven twelve no, fifteen. No interceptions by their uh, their their two quarterbacks did not throw an interception. Charles asking why am I wearing a hoodie in the studio? Because it's comfortable. It makes me feel good. Yeah, makes you feel makes you look kind of thuggish. Okay, that's good. I like that though. It's fine. Three one seven twelve fifty. Brian is up in Green Pond. Hello, Brian. Hey, what's happening, guys? What's up? Uh, so we did what we were supposed to do, right? Yes. We beat uh, we beat a team we were supposed to beat. Yes. That was not very good. Yes. But you know, um, shout out to all those fans that left about the end of the third quarter, Keenan and all those guys that left early. They missed a, a good um, a good ending of the game. The um, offensive coordinators, both great game plans. I think um, X's and O's uh, really were out there. You got um, those tight ends were overmatched, but the linebackers were covering them, and we took advantage of it. Five was a great call. Of course, defense did a great job. And if, if I remember, did you guys say that there was 25 guys that we're rotating in on defense, and we've got them playing at that level? Holy cow! We're not bringing that kind of talent in there. They're get they're getting some real development from our coaches. So um, great play by number eight on a on a reception tonight. And I was thinking, man, holy cow! That guy couldn't catch when he started here. Now he's he's catching passes and, and being a player. Best two running backs I've seen these two in a long time. That's all I got to say. All right. Yeah, the running game looked Brian good. going through the bullet points. Yeah, 246 yards of uh, total yards of rushing for East Carolina. And Keaton Mitchell on 18 carries, 146 yards, two touchdowns. So good night for him uh, as well. And, uh, yeah, Audie has had his drop issues. Yeah. He's come a long way. And then C.J. Johnson might end up on SportsCenter's top 10 with the catch he made tonight uh, where he was interfered with and was still able to haul it in. Could, could be two plays from this game that could be on SportsCenter's top 10. The ball boy for Temple made a one-handed catch on the sidelines that might make the He end. might have been their, the best player I think he was their that best came player. from Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. He, was. Uh, today. he was. All right, one more before we take a timeout. This might be the first time ever. We go to Shirley in Farmville. Hello, Shirley. Hello, Clip. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, this is kind of weird that I call in on a call-in show that I normally is sitting in the studio for. It is are a little we, strange. Are we sure this is really Shirley? Is this Atticus? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do it again, Shirley. <laughs> what's up nothing much i just figured i'd call in and give my two cents uh for the game since i don't ever get to do it when i'm in the studio um first of all how many how close is keaton mitchell uh in terms of uh, reaching a thousand yards for the season it's got to be close how many uh did he get today billy and, 100, uh, 100, 146 i'll do some quick math and let you know that in just a moment okay it's nice to see that we've got and i think rajay went over 102 correct when today yes 
Uh, no, he only had 43 yards rushing. He had 12 attempts. Okay. Okay, I must have misread a stat then because I thought both of them went over 100 yards today. But it's, you know, what a luxury to have to have two guys like that that have two different, very different styles of running uh, that can, uh, you know, move the ball up and down the field. And especially with a guy like Keaton Mitchell, which who is a home run threat every time he touches the ball. I mean, Rajay can be too, but he's more of a bruising back. And he likes to go north and south and just run over people, which you got to see him do that today. So I think it's a luxury to have two backs like that. It was nice to see Pop McKay get some playing time in the fourth quarter. We've been waiting to see him all season. So it was nice to see what he could do. And, uh, you know, we, we beat a team we were supposed to beat. I was really hoping for the shutout because it would have been the first one in 21 years. But... Uh, we didn't quite get there, but, you know, I'll take three points and limiting a team to three points all day long, especially when you're up by 42. Um, but also just, uh, you know, we're one step closer to that goal that we have been talking about since the beginning of the season, which was six wins. We were all going to be happy with six wins this year. We are one step closer to that mark uh, and with three games left to go in the season. All right, Shirley. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, by the way, <clears throat> now has 902 rushing yards, 98 away so from 1,000. Okay, with three games left. Yep. We, we're one step closer to having a 1,000-yard rusher, too. All right, will we uh, see you on Monday, Shirley? I will be there on Monday. All right, Shirley Rhodes. Miss you, Shirley. Makes the return on Monday. Miss you, too, bud. All right, thanks, Shirley. Good to hear from you. Killer call by Shirley. Yeah. Uh, Purdue, Ooh, the wow. Giant Killers. We got a spin wow. move. We got a whoop. And we got a down to the six. It'll be first and goal, Purdue. They are up 34 to 21 on number three, Michigan State. Yeah, with just 738 left in the game. So, All right, Jackson and Al, hang on. We will get to your calls, but right now we'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call in show, 317 1250. Back with more of your calls after this. With the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt filling in for Shirley Rhodes, taking a look at the Buccaneers scoreboard. Cincinnati with a eight-point lead over Tulsa. Tulsa with the ball and driving. They trail 28-20 there in Cincinnati. Notre Dame is the final. Notre Dame takes care of Navy. 34-6 is that final score. Baylor uh, trails TCU, the Gary Peterson list TCU Horn Frogs, 30-28. Auburn and Texas A&M, 17-3 is that score. Battle between number 13 and number 14. You have BYU taking care of business against Idaho State, uh, 59-14. Michigan State, uh, the number three ranked Michigan State. Uh, Spartans down four to Purdue, 37-21. 6.48 to go there in regulation. You have also have Mississippi State and Arkansas, Arkansas going at it, 23-21. to Is that score Mississippi State trailing by two. And NC State with the ball up seven, 21-14 in Oklahoma. It's a final 24-3. 
as they beat West Virginia. And that's a look at the Buccaneer scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates and ENC. The Buccaneer Music Hall is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for the updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into the fifth quarter call-in show. Here's your host, Flip Rock. Great one-handed catch for a first down on third. third is 17. Oh, it's a 17? Yeah. Uh, oh, Tulsa, who we're watching, by the way. Wow. 28-20, Cincinnati leads. Upset alert. Tulsa just got it into Cincinnati territory. 3.56 left to go. We'll keep you up to date on that and everything else going on. It's just one-handed On stab. the Buccaneer Music Hall oh. scoreboard. And he took a shot, too, yeah, and made and, the catch. And the DB that hit him. Is hurt. It is hurt. Yeah, it's usually the way it happens. So uh, Tulsa with the ball, they still got a lot to do. Touchdown and a two pointer just to tie Ooh. it, but they are in this thing. As Cincinnati has been playing some close ones here mm-hmm. of late. All right, uh, we have an open line three one seven twelve fifty. Ben, Al, hang on. We'll go to Jackson next in Greenville. Hey, Jackson. Hey, Cliff. How are you? Good, man. Hey, man. I'd just like to say great job on offense and defense tonight. I think that they played hard. Um, I think we need to move on to next week, you know, accomplish the next goal, but I don't really have anything to complain about, man. You know, just go Pirates. It was a cold, it was a cold, (laughs) it was a cold place tonight in that stadium, but me and my girlfriend stuck it out. I was very surprised at her. Uh, But anyway, yeah, I thought everybody looked good tonight. I have nothing negative to say. Go Pirates, man. All right. Jackson, almost surprised we can have a fifth quarter without complaining. Well, let me see. Can I think of something? (laughs) Well, no, no. Can I complain? No, no. Well, it's cold. It's cold. So we can complain about the cold. That's good. Hey, and and can't complain about uh, any wet weather because it didn't rain till the very end of the game. So the weather stayed away. I thought it was going to rain. You know, early in the week, it looked like it was going to be rainy at the the beginning of the game. So Chandler and Weave were there. Uh, Chandler went vip route yeah he wasn't he wasn't there he was up he was up inside no i I was outside in the elements no the first half i actually did sit down there with uh our very own troy dreyfus and uh at halftime he said look let's go up to the town bank tower i've never been up there and he showed me around up there and it was very nice they were uh, serving sub crushes and stuff like that nice and uh but then i had to leave i had to pick up tiebreakers and and things like that but uh uh, talking about the crowd, you know, and listening to Jeff on the way to the game, he did mention how sparse the crowd was, but the energy in that stadium with only what was the announced attendance today? Thirty-two. Um, and the fans. Could you imagine if it was a packed house with oh, fifty thousand plus? Oh, absolutely. I mean, hey, the students showed up again today, though. They did. So kudos to the students. And that's kudos to Eric Ward and all those guys at ECU Marketing. Yeah, as well. yeah. Don't don't know if the students will show up as much for that Cincinnati game. We hope so, just because it's the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, a lot they'll of be students, home for Thanksgiving. That's yeah. typically a, a rough one to get a good attendance to because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that game's going to really mean something at the end of the season. So hey, I do want to give a shout out to the ECU band too. Uh, Talked to Ron upstairs in the in the press box up there briefly, briefly, and he's like, "Hey man," he's like, "Let's give a shout out to the band." The band's been doing a great job. They have this year. They've been awesome this year. Today was Military Appreciation Day, which was awesome. So they did some stuff uh, with Military Appreciation. Uh, Just a great overall atmosphere. And and I think a couple of callers hit the nail right on the head, stress-free. That was nice. Absolutely. We like those. 45-3 to today over Temple. Uh, Third and five coming up for Tulsa. 
and they are uh, about at the 10, inside the 10, so wow, we'll keep you up to date on that. All right, Al's up next in Greenville. Hey, Al. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Billy. How you doing tonight? Great, Al. Relaxing game. It's been a long time, Cliff. I don't know if you remember. I used to go up to the game every year. I used to meet some fellows up there, and when they when they play Temple, I used to go up there. And when they temp, we play Temple here, they used to come down. And I lost more dinners than I can remember. <laughs> I remember, Al, you would always you would tell your buddies there in Philly how good this ECU team was, and then every year Temple would have ECU's number. Yeah, I was up there during the ice bowl when ECU <laughs> got to bring their winter clothes. I look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and all the ECU people came up there in the shorts, so that was a great but I'm glad. I mean, it, it's been worth it, and I hope we make the ball game. I mean, I've I've never I've never had a chance to even, even see him in a ball game, so it should be very interesting. But uh, uh, everything's going good, and uh, I'm I'm hoping the ECU. He got three games left, and I, I hate to say it, you know, I know we got Memphis, and I know we got Navy, but damn, I think they could beat Cincinnati the way Cincinnati's been playing. I've been watching them and. I, I don't know. I they they don't seem to be that that good, especially on offense. I don't know. Every game is close, and uh, do we we play them here? Don't we? Yes, yes. That game is here the day after Thanksgiving. Well, I'm going to tell you something. That's that's going to be a good game, and I would love to I would love to knock them off. I I hope they win today because you know that's our conference. You know, and everybody I listen to is saying you know they're going to be in the four. Final Final Four, and I can't believe it because your schedule is is not that good. But so good luck to ECU, and uh, thank God for our coach. And uh, you guys have a great night, and I hope I hope I can call next week. All right, uh, give your call, give a call to your buddies in Philly, and talk some junk, Al. Uh, ECU a winner today. All right, uh, Weave, is oh, he short? I think it's short, and I think Cincinnati might have just sealed uh, the deal. Yes, they did. Fourth and five from the six-yard line, and Tulsa comes up a yard short. They got four and a half yards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I don't think it was – I think it was about four and a half yards. They were just right at ah, the sticks. Look at that. Yeah. So it looks so, like Cincinnati is going to go 9-0. and All right. Cincinnati going to escape again. 317-1250. We have open lines. We have Ben in Hilton Head, South Carolina, up next. Hello, Ben. Hey, Cliff. How's it going? Doing great. Yeah, it was a great game. Hey, listen, um, we uh, we braved the weather. We made the trip and uh, had two Virginia natives and probably the person from the longest commute to the game from Turkmenistan in East Asia, Central Asia, uh, went to the game today, and we had a great time. Uh, we made them almost made the mistake of not going because of the rain, but we didn't. We didn't let the rain keep us out, and we had a great time. Um, I want to challenge all Pirate fans for the Cincinnati home game. Whatever you're doing, have your great Thanksgiving, but make it to Rowdy Dowdy on the Friday after Thanksgiving. we got to fill that stadium up for, for the Cincy game. Um, I want to call out the offensive line today. I don't think there was one, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there was one sack all day. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. talked about that earlier, sack-free for the Pirates. Yeah, not one sack. That offensive line deserves that credit because there were some big guys on the defensive line for, for Temple. Um, Audie had an incredible catch. 
CJ had an incredible catch. Um, those guys showed up in the moment we needed them. And, of course, Keaton and uh, Rajay, I mean, they're just going to be studs for us over the next couple of years. And then I can't wait to see McKay get more experience as well. And then the last call out was uh, Julius. Is it Julius Wood? Yeah. He had a great game. Yeah, he, he like Tegan last week, showed up, man. So that just shows you what the kind of talent that uh, Mike Houston's bringing on board. So great game, fun to watch, great to be there. And I just challenge everybody to make it to the Cincy game in, in a couple weeks or two or three weeks. All right, Ben. Thanks, man. I had no, I had never heard the name Julius Wood, to be honest with you, until the game after the bye week. And we saw him out there, and uh, he's been getting more playing time. Oh, whoa, fumble. no, no. That did not just happen. Oh, no. That did not just happen. How do you do that? Oh, my goodness. Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter. Oh, tries a quarterback sneak on the one-yard line to just get it out of there, and he fumbles the football, and Tulsa takes over. First and goal from about the two with 111 left to play. Oh, wow. My goodness. Shades of wow. Denver last week trying to close it out against Washington. Uh, but this I'm one, sure this is going to be reviewed. This one is inside the five. and Oh, that, it's on like the two or three yard line. That thing squirted out. Yeah, quick. look at that. Okay, it's going to be recovered at looks like the four or five. And we need another angle. Well, the, um, the umpire might be saying down. Oh, oh, he's da- he might be down. Yeah. He went. Oh, uh, boy, that's this bang, is gonna bang. Be, yeah, this is going to be close. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. This is crazy. We'll, uh, we'll take your calls, 317-1250, and rehash it. Look, he dropped it well, immediately. Well, you know what? The thing is, it didn't look like the quarterback ever had control of the football from yeah. the snap. So if they call that, that could be a fumble. All right. His knees were down, but it didn't look like he had control of the ball. We'll take a timeout, come back. We'll have the conclusion wow. of this game. We'll talk to Joe and more of your calls. 317-1250. We're back after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, fourth and goal weave from inside the one. Tulsa's got it. Drama in the natty. This is it. No timeouts. Fourth and goal. Half yard line. Tulsa's ran three plays. plays. Has not been able to get it in. Here is the shotgun snap. Hand off. Oh, oh, no. Why is it? Wow. But was the ball over the goal line? He fumbled in the end zone. Was the ball? I don't know, but was the ball over the goal line? This game is just This is the craziest thing. The last... Eight plays have been crazy. What's Cincinnati? What's the call? Well, Cincinnati's got the ball. They're saying, "Oh my goodness, Cincinnati's ball!" But it's in the end zone, so it's a touchback. They're going to review it, but just a wow calamity of errors at the end of this. Okay, where 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 is the ball? Is it over the goal line? He stretched it. Uh, he didn't have control. Out. Yeah, didn't have control. Jeez, Louise. Wow. Cincinnati survives twice. All right. Joe, John, John, hang on. Real quick, we're going to go to Winterville and talk to former ECU tight end Bryce Williams. Good job, Cameron. He got Bryce Williams to call in. Bryce, big day for the tight ends. What's up, buddy? I tell you, buddy, you can't ask for much when you got tight ends scoring three touchdowns. We see what the formula is, and that feed the tight ends. Get the ball to the big guys and let them go to work. Bryce, you were at a wedding today where you – I know you were able to follow most of it, right? 
Oh, for sure. I, I followed it, obviously, during the um, – on the ride there. And then uh, Anna, obviously, my fiance, she was like, would you put that daggum phone up? We got, you know, the family's walking down the aisle. I said, man, I got to watch the meat sheep up. Kids are on fire. I got to watch this thing. I watched it during the reception. So, to see this stuff, what is it, 45-3, I think? I yeah. got to a minute left in the fourth quarter. I said, we got this. So, Bryce, you can't say that word even when you're on the phone. Dag gum. Dag gum. There you go. That's better. <laughs> All right. We got to cut them. We got to cut Bryce. Get him <laughs> off. <laughs> Get him off. Son of a gun. Can't cooperate. We got to cut him off. Dag gum it. We're going to get on him on Wednesday, too. You know what that tells me? That he's Hogan's goat. He's found Hogan's found. goat. Apparently, that's when they uh, had a few too many weave. They find Hogan's goat. They go out looking for Hogan's goat, and if you find them, that's when you start cussing on the radio. Yep. All right. Thanks for nothing, Bryce. 317-1250. <laughs> Let's go to Joe in Wendell. Hello, Joe. Hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going? Going great, man. Look, when's the last time we were two touchdown favorites and actually walked the dog on a team? And, uh, look, we, we were able to sit there, enjoy the game, high-five everybody, no pins and needles. Fun day indeed, man. Excited. That that is a good point. I I can't remember the last time because it seems like every time East Carolina is a big favorite, it becomes a close ball game. You know, case in point earlier this year with Charleston Southern. Uh, yeah, so it, it was nice to see. It I'm going to say it really was to answer your question. Probably UConn one here because yeah. we we would do that to them, and that's about it. But uh, great performance today. Yeah, it was fun, man. Enjoyed it. Had a good time. A little disappointed in the turnout for sure, and uh, I'm. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I can't believe you guys made Mason throw the interception to give up the uh, shutout there. It, it was a conspiracy. Yeah. What we were doing is we were saying, look, we've been talking about uh, – you know that that he's not ready all year and there's a reason that he's not in there and not playing so you know we we made things happen man that's what we do i know it man i know well look three games to go one win is all we need and we're bowl eligible excited and uh i just want to give a shout out to chandler he's our guy and uh appreciate all you guys do go pirates all right, all right. there you go chan man getting a shout out from the callers tonight 317-1250 all right, uh, now Bryce is wondering what words he can say. We'll uh, we'll have to do that Wednesday when he's here. Let him know what he can and can't say on the radio. I've, he's never cussed before. <laughs> no. That's the thing. He's heavy in the sauce. He's at a wedding. <laughs> I want to say there was one time where we were, we were like, all right, Bryce, well, you can't say that. <laughs> daggum. Daggum. He, he said he, his girlfriend said daggum, to be sure. He doesn't have his girlfriend saying that now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 317 uh, John in Wilmington is up next. Hey, John. What are you doing, Wes? Still say, come on, guys. Come on, come John. On. Man, great game you're watching Redskins put on in Denver last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like your team. You ain't. Your team sucks, too. We just suck more. <laughs> we do. We do. That's why you let Von Miller slip out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yard sale in Denver. Yard sale. But anyway, are y'all pulling for uh, the Broncos tomorrow and the Big D? Uh, that we are. We're Broncos Always. fans tomorrow. Always. I hope Elway's got some eligibility left. We we are both ABC fans. Yeah. Anybody but the Cowboys. Yeah. I heard that. Hey. Uh, anyway, man. 
where is this offense been, man? I mean, really, today I was so impressed with, like you guys were just talking about, the tight ends. And, I mean, the offensive line looked great. I mean, the play calling. I mean, uh, kudos, really kudos to the whole offensive uh, line and, you know, the play calling by Donna Kilpatrick. You know, we've been only pretty tough this year so far. But uh, today was a great game. Uh Man, I was very impressed with the turnout of the crowd. So, uh, just all-around good performance. And uh, let's go Pirates, man. Enjoy the show. All right. Thank you, John. Well, John it's, it, you know, as far as the offense goes, uh, it, uh, well, it, it doesn't – go ahead. Go ahead. I can answer where's this offense been. They haven't been playing Temple every week. Well, yeah. you got to look at the opponent in True. some of this. Yeah, that, I, that's what I was about to say. But when you look at it as well, offensive line and defensive line – play matters always has always will in football if you're strong on the offense and defensive lines you're able to do so much more stuff obviously like clip said temple is not a very good team they're not uh east carolina had their way with temple on the offensive line uh today but they didn't give up any sacks that's still there's still good athletes on that temple defensive line there's some big there boys are. on there uh, yeah. um, so you got to give kudos to the offensive line and when holton and those playmakers have time you're going to see good results Period. Yeah, and look, this is a team that has had their way with East Carolina. We were able to beat them last year in Philadelphia with their six-string quarterback or whatever, but uh, this is a, a great beatdown. I mean, this is, I'm very happy with this 45-3 to win, but we were 16-point favorites. This is what you do to bad teams. You bury them, yeah. and the Pirates yeah. did it today. It was great to see. All right, Charlie is up next in Pittsburgh. Hello, Charlie. Hey, Cliff, how's it going? Good, man. Good game tonight. Uh, it was nice to absolutely beat the pants off a team we were supposed to beat and uh, not have to tap my foot the whole game. Um, and, you know, like I said, I called in a couple weeks ago. I don't. I looked down the rest of this schedule, and I don't see any teams that we can't beat, and I'm including Cincinnati. Um, this team is, is starting to click, and um, I think we got a, a bright future ahead. One thing I will say, uh, since Wes Hines is there, does Wes Hines – still own the left-handed shirt <laughs> great question charlie a uh, classic edition of the press box oh, that Maybe was you were some a part 10 of it. years ago probably wasn't it it, is, st- it is still in the archives of pirate radio what? you can still check it out on youtube west hines wearing a woman's shirt to the show where he claimed it was a left-handed shirt do you still have the shirt Wes? no the, the, it is actually uh, a part of um, the archives here at the studio i do not have the shirt I oh we it, have the shirt i gave it to y'all yes oh troy probably got it underneath eight boxes somewhere. yeah but God. you know what if you've ever been to pirate radio here there's jerseys all down the hallway that are framed why is that not framed exactly it's why a is that shirt. not framed it was in the men's section <laughs> and the salvation army <laughs> And that. That I has got to be the all-time best. Wes does not even look at the shirt. As long as it's in the men's section, it's wearable. No matter what it looks like or if it's a blouse or not. That's why, it, that's why now I have my wife buy all my clothes. Okay, I thought good, it good. was a kilt. I didn't know it was a skirt. It was in the men's section. <laughs> that was Rowdy Roddy Piper's. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hell, it was plaid. I'm glad you brought that up, Charlie. And the best part of the video is uh, Bailey laughing. <laughs> <laughs> he did the. Ha, ha. <laughs> oh me! Well, thank y'all for taking my call. 
paint us from purple. We're coming for you, Memphis. We're coming for you, Navy. We're coming for you, Cincinnati. Go Pirates. All right. Hey, look, last week after the win and everybody, not everybody, but a few of the callers were saying, hey, we're going to take it to Cincinnati, blah, blah, blah. And you and I both said, kind of scoffed at that a little bit. Let's slow down a little bit. But I don't know. After watching Cincinnati play tonight against Tulsa, I'm not... I'm not that impressed. Cincinnati, the last couple of games, has not been that impressive. Uh, and it's hard to go undefeated in college football, especially if you're not Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State or somebody like that. Troy confirms he does have the shirt. Now the question is, well, what are you doing? Are you and wearing why, it, why Troy? Is, yeah, why is it not we need that being on display. displayed? Why do you – I mean, it wasn't for you. It's for the station. Exactly. That's why I gave it to, gave it to him because um, it was uh, timeless radio. So I gave it as a memento. Billy, do you think uh, late at night Troy's ever slipped it on? Just to <laughs> oh, kind of feel oh, wow. what it would be like to be West for a moment in time. I feel oh. like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> All right. I like Troy's not here to defend himself on that. We'll talk about that Monday. <laughs> All right, 317-1250. We'll take a timeout. More of your calls. We have open lines if you want to jump in. Now's the time to do it. Talk about the Pirates today, what's coming up the rest of the year, or whatever else is on your mind. 317-1250. We're back with you after this. the pirate radio scoreboard here's shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt filling in for shirley rhodes on the buccaneer scoreboard mississippi state 28 arkansas 23 one minute to go there in that game nc state up two touchdowns 28 to 14 actually check that it is a final the Wolfpack defeat florida state 28 to 14 the final there lsu on top of alabama and tuscaloosa seven to nothing there in the first quarter tennessee and kentucky are underway and tennessee up seven to nothing with seven minutes to go in the first quarter iowa and northwestern has kicked off and they are knotted at zero boise state defeats number 23 fresno state wait hold on just a second they have that as a final that is messed up it is knotted actually boise state just kicked a field goal three to nothing on top of fresno state excuse me hey way to catch it good job yeah cincinnati defeats tulsa in a in wild fashion uh they're at the end of that game tcu gary patterson the Gary Patterson list TCU Horn Frogs defeat Baylor, the number 12 team in the nation, 30 to 28. And it's the final in West Lafayette, Indiana, as Purdue knocks off Michigan State 40 to 29. And uh, let's see here if we have any more. No, Hangover game. That's it. Nope. Uh, no more scores on the Buccaneer scoreboard. That was the Buccaneer scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates at ENC. The Buccaneer Music Hall is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for the updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into the USL, your fifth quarter call-in show. Here's your host, Flip Brock. All right. What was the hangover game? I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Michigan State Purdue. Yeah. Classic, right? Classic hangover game Michigan but state beats michigan but it wasn't like purdue hadn't done that before this this game this week anyway when they knocked off number two iowa they have knocked off number two and number, number three, three yeah. already this season monster killers all right um let's get your calls in 317-1250 we have open lines and we have jeff in blunts creek hello jeff hey guys uh just a great game today i'm proud of the pirates uh i'm just so proud uh 
to be competitive. We hadn't been competitive in a, a long time, and we we are there now, I think. And I've got a question about Holton. Is any talk about him coming back next year? That I mean, that is still kind of up in the air. In fact, I was talking with somebody this week about that, and you know, there's no indication one way or the other right now from Holton. In fact, uh, you know what? We'll I'll ask him Monday when he joins us on the Players yeah. Lounge because, as far as I know, I don't think there's a decision made one way or the other at this point on him returning. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys and uh, go Pirates. All right. Well, thank you for the call tonight, Jeff. And uh, again, Holden Aylers has another year of eligibility, but he could, you know, go as a grad transfer and play somewhere else. He could try to go pro. He could stop playing football and just leave college. Yeah, I mean, there's... Or he could come back here to ECU. And so he's got options out yeah, there. Yeah, of course. Of course. So it, it'll be interesting. You know what? But it's it's nice now that uh, people are asking, okay, is Holton going to come back next year as opposed to early in the season when we were here and Holton's not a D1 quarterback? You know, oh, from I some mean, of the yeah. fans. So. Some people you know, feel different yeah, ways about yeah. the quarterbacks. And, and so that it's nice, you know, Holton. And it just goes to show you when Holton's got time back there in his offensive line. And if you've noticed over the last couple of games, there's been a few designed runs for Holton. Yeah. Uh, early in the game uh, tonight, uh, it was nice to see Holton on a couple of designed runs. And big throw by him on fourth and 15 to pick up 16 yards on the back shoulder fade on the out route. I think it was to Omatosho oh, yeah, uh, to, to pick up the first down there. And, you know, we hadn't talked about this tonight either, is that third down efficiency still not very good. No. A little bit better statistically tonight on third down, not much. But I think they were two for two on fourth down, including that fourth and 15 where they picked up 16 yards. They're better on fourth down. I think they're over, 40, uh, over 70% on fourth down now uh, for the season, which is absolutely incredible incredible and I don't know how many times they've gone for it on fourth down but it seems like at least two or three times a game they're going for it on fourth down yeah Chandler talked about it we talked about it in the pregame if you can get it on fourth it kind of doesn't make up completely for the third downs in the pregame I said well no but heck as but on much fourth as and 15 as much and as they're four, yeah, doing it like fourth, yeah it kind of does fourth and inches on a quarterback sneak that's one thing but when you're going for it on fourth and eight fourth fourth and nine and fourth and 15 which we've done a few times this season and picked up fourth and long situations then hey well their number gets a lot better today because they were five of 12 on third down which is for ECU is right great. that's what I said <laughs> the, the statistically uh, but, but two for two Eve, you're right on yeah. fourth down today crazy yes. I was very shocked to see Mike Houston send the offense back out there on fourth and 15. Well, you know, you know what I thought about. I didn't. I wasn't shocked at all. And the only reason I say that is because at the current time they were on about the 35 yard line, somewhere around there. No man's it was, land. It was fourth and 15. That's no man's land. It's a really long field goal. Yeah, punting. It's going to end up being a net punt of about 12 yards. I thought that they would call a Holton run, get it down to about the 20. You turn the ball over right there on downs at the 20 yard line. It's just as good as a punt to me. So why and, not go for it? So I, I I didn't have a problem with them going for it and, there at all because if if they pick up five to eight to 10 yards, you're still giving the ball over inside the 20, 25 yard line. So that's and, not a bad area. And, and Temple wasn't able to move the ball pretty much the entire day anyway. Their defense was playing great. And credit to Audi, uh, knowing where the sticks are yeah. and putting that foot down uh, to get the first down on 4th and 15th. Absolutely. So, uh, kudos to them. Alright, 317-1250. Bryce is up next in LA. What's up, Bryce? Hey, fellas. Uh, glad I finally got through. Uh, 
You know, I got to say that as a fan of Jazzercise, I really like those tight ends out there today. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> We've liked it. I liked it. Uh, yeah. I liked it. That was my, you know, I'd like to also say that, uh, but no, seriously, I mean, I, I love tight end play. I'm a big, you know, Bryce Williams guy because he's got the best name, had the best name in college football. And, um, you know, I, it's lovely to see, and I mean, it's real uh, BBE to see that our big defensive energy has a real identity out there. Man, I mean, they slap people around, and that was something to see, especially for what Temple's done to us over the past few years. No doubt, another great day from the defense, Bryce. Who East Carolina has not had this identity since the Skip Holtz days. You got to go back. 13, 12 years uh, since we've seen defense like this. Yeah, uh, so I, now, now it's, it's uh, anybody, so we got our, you know, what, what we got, three games left now, four games? Yeah, three games left. We got a game at Memphis, then at Navy, and then back home uh, the day after Thanksgiving against, uh, which could be an undefeated Cincinnati team. We'll have to see when they come in if they can uh, still be undefeated. Well, I just hope, you know, we don't, uh, we don't look past Cincinnati, you know, because we're going to, well, I think we got. I think we got something to say. But uh, let's let's you know pick up that next win. Let's get that bowl eligibility and uh, let's keep it going, man. Feels great to be a pirate again. And you guys just keep on taking butt, taking names, and uh, dealing with all the haters. Love you guys. Go pirates. All right, Bryce. Thanks, man. There's Bryce in LA three one seven twelve fifty. We are next to Zach in Raleigh. Hello, Zach. Hey guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, just wanted to say happy to see the uh, the defensive effort tonight. I hate that Jaquan went down, especially whenever we were up. I think it was 35 nothing at the time. Hopefully it's just something where, you know, it's a minor injury. I don't want to say a light injury. Uh, but hopefully it's something that we just tape over next week. Uh, I Part of me hates that Memphis beat smooth today, but also at the same time maybe they're riding that high and we can come in and steal one from them. I do hope that we get to win next weekend. Uh, I'd hate to go – to Navy needing to get that sixth win. Um, but uh, happy for the guys. I'm happy Mason got in. I know that I, I'm one of the one of the guys that all year has been saying needs to get in, needs to get in, needs to get those reps. Uh, that's great that he comes in, fires that pass. Obviously, it sucks that he threw an interception, but that's part of the game. Yeah, Holton threw an interception today. Um, and I mean, interception's an interception. So until you get those reps, you don't know what you got. You don't know what you don't have. So that's great to see him get the, that playing time. We were worried that, that we were going to sit him for the rest of the year and redshirt him. I guess that was his fifth game, so uh, that redshirt is burned now. But um, it's good to see good to see him uh, get some reps and, and see what he's got live action. Uh, hopefully we can pull, pull one off next weekend. Go Pirates. All right, thanks for the call, Zach. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he got to throw the ball. It didn't end up yeah. where he wanted it to go, but – uh, glad he was able to get some meaningful time in uh, the football game. Today. Yeah, just going in and handing off the football is not not ever fun, not ever really productive, and doesn't do doesn't really do justice for a guy to come in and get some extra reps like that. So that was nice to see. But uh, to his point as well. Yeah, you got to go in and take care of business at Memphis. Memphis uh, coming off a win, but they've had an up and down season. We I don't even really know. Does Memphis have an identity? I mean, they yeah, they've you know, lost, they lost a temple, temple. <laughs> uh, and, and but they you know they've won a couple uh, tough games. It, 
you just don't know what you're going to get at Memphis. I do know what you're going to get at Navy. You're going to get a great atmosphere at Navy. I don't want to have your backs against the wall. You got to go and take care of business at Memphis. Get that bowl eligibility. Kind of get that monkey off your back. Play a little bit more comfortable going into Navy and take care of the rest of the season. So next week's game against Memphis is going to be crucial. They have a look ahead game against undefeated Houston. That's a good thing for East Carolina. Memphis has had one of the weirdest seasons ever. They beat Mississippi State. Right. That's home. what I'm saying. They lost. They've had a roller coaster season. <laughs> up lo- and down. They lost to this Temple team yeah. that we saw today. Yeah. They beat top 25 SMU. So, judging by what they've done, they're going to lose the ECU and then beat Houston. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's just been win loss, win year. loss. It's just it's weird for for Memphis. Isaac in Greenville, you are up next. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Cleb. How's it going, man? Doing great. Yeah, I, I try to call in every week. Last week at the Houston game, I was calling from a different place, but we're back here in Greenville now. Thank God. Ready? I'm glad to be back. And this is the win we needed to jumpstart our season again, pretty much. Um, the, the loss at Houston, it was a big loss, but it helped us out because we knew how to play. We we figured out how to play first and fourth quarter. This game today, we played hard, hard, hard defense, hard offense the whole game. No doubts about it. Um, but talking about last week when people called in saying that we need to put our four-star quarterback in, first time he comes in this week, throws a pick. I'm not saying that – judges him no matter like all, like all around but still it just goes to show no matter what they are four star two star anybody can go out there first play the game and mess up so this is pretty much to all those people last week saying we need to put our four star quarterback in and just let him play instead of Ehlers Ehlers showed out today Garcia not as much but also he hasn't got enough reps like the last caller was saying but it was a good game for ECU overall. All right, and Isaac, just to make sure, I know you know, but last week East Carolina did beat South Florida. All right, did you? You didn't skip a week in your life, did you? You didn't take a long nap. Yeah, yeah I did miss a week. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, you know Green Halloween? Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I com- man, I completely dismissed last week before last. Before last, when we were playing Houston. Yeah, I got you. So, yeah. Yeah, my brain got a little confused. Hey, man, I understand. The Halloween coma got you pretty good there. Yeah. Say what? I said the Halloween coma, like you were talking about. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't get over that until about two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Isaac. Well, thanks, man. No problem. I'll catch y'all next week. All right, bud. There's uh, Isaac in Greenville. I just had to ask because he kept you know, saying last week and right, right. referring to the Mason calls, which were two weeks ago. So sometimes, Billy, when you're in Greenville, I mean, look, we've all missed a few days, right, mentally? So uh, I get it. Yeah, I missed a few days in the early 90s <laughs> in Greenville. <laughs> yeah, that there I, you go. They're, some of them are very foggy. little foggy memories. I don't know why. All right, 317-1250. Let's take a break. We will come back. More of your calls. We have open lines, so if you want to jump in, you can do so. Also, we're going to relive a moment in time, Wes and the shirt. Just for folks that haven't heard it, just for folks that have heard it a hundred times like us, we got to relive some of that. We'll Never do gets that, old. too, yeah, when we return after this.
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, 45-3, to East Carolina blowing out Temple tonight at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. We're taking your calls, 317-1250. We have some open lines. If you want to jump in right now, you can do so. Thanks to Tiebreakers for the awesome postgame food. Uh, Chandler, you hitting up Tiebreakers on Sunday? Absolutely, brother. You'll be there watching the Panthers in a big one against the Patriots. That's a big yeah, game. Yeah, starting the season, we thought it would be the Cam Newton revenge game. Instead, it will be Mac Jones starting It'll be Sam Darnold trying to get some revenge on Bill Belichick and the Patriots beat him up, beating up on him so much. Too bad he will not play. That's right. Oh, Sam Darnold's out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow, it, is it P.J. Walker? It, yes, P.J. Walker. I, we also signed... Uh, jordan love uh i think his name is josh love something like that but i think pj walker will get the start the former temple quarterback i what do you say manifested this i joked before the season like when when they had cam everybody was excited about cam versus sam and i said it's going to end up being you know um pj walker versus uh whoever mac jones mac jones yeah. and turned out that's oh well that's not good chandler yeah sam prognosticating darnold, sam darnold took a shot last week yeah, he did. yeah, yeah back he did. to back and that second one was pretty brutal hey are we are we going to be able to see locally on fox the cowboys game since the panthers are on cbs i can look that up right now all right 317-1250 we have two open lines jay will get to you in a moment but we'll start with todd in greenville hey todd todd are you there Hello, Todd. Todd's gone. Todd's gone. Let's try Jay in Greenville. Hello, Jay. Hey, go Pirates. How y'all doing tonight? Doing, doing good. 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 Hey, look, uh, I'll try to keep this short, but uh say in football that uh, as always, remember November. So, uh, so far, we're 1-0. And, uh, you know, if we can keep this thing going, uh, you know, we can finish strong, and it'll really uh, – who knows where the season can end up? So, uh, it, you know, I'd like to see us go ahead and get the six wins against Memphis, but, um, uh, you know, one game at a time. But uh, I tell you what, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we found a way to uh, put Cincinnati really close uh, that Friday after Thanksgiving. Well, I tell you what, East Carolina has the tools to mm-hmm. be able to do that at home, Cincinnati, you know. Uh, they they are what they are. They're a very good football team. There's no doubt about that. You don't get to nine and zero, and I really don't care what conference you're in. I, I know people talk about competition and and talk about you know playing in the American, all that good stuff. It's still hard to go undefeated in a season. Um, and if East Carolina ha- is faced against a undefeated Cincinnati team in that last game of the season, you never know. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, no doubt. I um. Uh, I've, I've, like a lot of people, I've called up before. I've complained about Donnie Kirkpatrick, uh, and uh, I've, although I've, I've been in favor of Holton, I, I felt like he uh, uh, needed some help on the play calling. But uh, I thought the offense had a really good game plan today. Obviously, they uh, saw something with the tight ends and they exploited that today. But I tell you what, I don't know about I don't know what y'all remember or what you've heard, but. Three touchdowns to tight ends. I know a bunch of people have mentioned it, but I don't know that ECU has ever thrown three touchdowns in a single game to tight ends. That's a great yeah. question. I thought about that during the game, too, and and possibly could have been four touchdowns had uh, Jones gotten in 
uh he got what down to the one yard line yeah, and the, right it was an, initially called a touchdown um but yeah I, I thought the same thing and that'd be a good stat for tom mcclellan I i'm looking at his timeline feed. right now yeah. i don't see anything tom's usually really ends. good about that um you know with some some pretty cool stats that he puts he tom mcclellan is the sports information director at uh, east carolina his twitter's pretty good with stats like that well let's shoot it to him and let him see what happens. absolutely yeah <laughs> let's let's do that. all right thanks jay thanks yeah all right there is jay in greenville talking about you know how we're going to play against cincinnati and and we're not saying that we want ecu to get six wins and stop as brian bailey said on the pregame there's no law against winning more than six games, Bill. No, we can no, uh, no. we can hit six and keep going, but we want that sixth one for sure. Yeah, Pirate Al is up in Greenville next. What's up, Al? Hey, gentlemen. Hey, I just wanted to uh, to talk a little bit about Mike Houston and the staff. I'm I'm, I'm thrilled with these guys. Uh, you know, when he got here, the the, the program was in shambles. It was god awful. And the talent level wasn't there, the attitude problems. So you had to get rid of some kids. Uh, I mean, it was bad. It was real bad. So what did he do? Instead of, you know, us losing the first year and him going out and signing a bunch of JUCO kids and trying to microwave this thing and getting transfers in and trying to win one year, he said, nope, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this thing the right way. I'm going to build it the right way. And, uh, you know, you realize on our roster, 97 players are either freshmen or sophomores. So, uh, I mean, what what they've done is they're building this thing the right way, and we're going to have sustained success here, guys. I mean, we're we're young, we're talented, and the future is incredibly bright here. I'm, I'm thrilled. Hey, Pirate, yeah, great point, Pirate. Pirate, I've got a question for you, um, and and I know this is this is kind of a game that we play all the time. Just as fans, we do this, and and we say stuff like this all the time, but. At the beginning of the season, you especially being so close to the program and knowing so much about the program and being such a big fan, um, at the beginning of the season, had I said, being where we were and in Mike Houston's third year, nine games into the season, I can say, okay, I guarantee you'll be five and four at the end of nine games. Would, have you, would you have taken that? Yes, I would have. And, and I think that's a good perspective for people right now, you know, especially with the type of season that it's been starting 0-2. You know, there was some tough losses there, thought we should have and probably could have and would have beat South Carolina. That one, you know, the Charleston Southern game didn't go the way we liked. But I think 5-4 and four right now is a pretty good place to be with three games left in the season. I agree with you, Billy. And I think what all changed was, yeah, that South Carolina game was a killer. Um, but I think where it all changed was that that big comeback we had there at the fourth quarter against Marshall. Yeah, we we, we recovered that onside kick, went in and scored and won that game. And from that that minute on, we were that that put us at one and two. And I could see with the games coming up, there was a path to get to six, seven wins and go to a bowl game. I mean, the, what I'd love to see us do is, uh, of course, go to the bowl game. But I'm telling you, man, if we go to Myrtle Beach and uh, we're you know three hours away here in Greenville. Um, we're selling the stadium out. I think I think the, the pirate fans are that are you know that um, fired up about going to a bowl game after six years or whatever, however long it's been. I think we're going to sell the stadium out. Man, that'd be awesome, Pirate Al. And uh, yeah, you're right. First time since uh, 2014, ECU trying to go bowling. Uh, anything else, Al? No, just I'm just real proud of the program. We're, we're on a solid foundation, and he built it brick by brick the right way, and I'm one happy pirate, guys. That's all I got to say. Yes, sir. Thanks for the call, Pirate Al. We appreciate it. There's Pirate Al in Greenville. 
she got weed well i'm trying to figure out uh i was trying to do a quick google search here of coastal carolina's uh stadium, stadium capacity brooks stadium twenty one thousand seat multi-purpose stadium in conway is that that, that sound right sounds right is it outdoor yeah 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 yes yeah, that's the one yeah that's, I guess. that's it right there yeah twenty one thousand. come on for a bowl game yeah I, I think East Carolina fans would definitely show up and Well, the opponent that. and the projections have been have Coastal, been Coastal Carolina, Carolina. So that would so be a whole, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. It, that would be something if half the stadium was Coastal and half was East Carolina. I don't know how they would allot the uh, the bowl tickets for that, right. um, but that would be an interesting matchup, and it would be an easy drive for so many uh, East Carolina fans, and it'd be a great. It would be a great time. It really would. What do you got, Chandler? We have our famous uh, post game celebratory video on ECU football's Twitter okay. and, and leading the team in the fight song is no other than Aaron Jarman, the Temple <laughs> the Temple ground. So it is the to, Aaron Jarman uh, revenge game. I wanted to see Mason Garcia hook up with Aaron Jarman at the end of that game when he was in, when the, the tight end that used to be at Temple, of course, a Kinston native, played at North Lenore. Uh, great you know, local high school player. That would have been awesome to see him score against his old team. He was on the field, he but was, they he had was. a running play yeah, designed for Mason. Yeah. So. When, when we saw him on the field, I thought, oh, throw the football, throw it there. Just throw it to him. No matter what, and if, even if there's an interception there, I'm fine with that. You're trying, you know, you're trying to make something special happen. I think that would have been cool. A little bit of history here: mm-hmm. Alabama held scoreless for the first time in 31 games in the first quarter. Wow! Uh, since 2016, as LSU leads seven to nothing in uh, against the Crimson Tide. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Open lines. Get your calls in. We still got to get to our Brown and Wood drive of the game. We've got that and more on the way. After this. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt filling in for Shirley Rhodes on the Buccaneer scoreboard and taking a look at it. Alabama trails LSU and Tuscaloosa 7-0. That score in the second quarter. Tennessee on top of Kentucky 14-7. Kentucky number 18 in the country. Iowa on top of Northwestern 7-0 on the road. You also have Boise State taking on Fresno State. They are up 10-0 against the Bulldogs. Oregon and Washington. Washington with a 7-0 lead in the first quarter. Indiana and Michigan is knotted at zero in the four, uh, in the first quarter, I should say. 7.25 left to go in that quarter. And let's see here. We have a final. Um, I lost. Uh, let's see. Well, nope. That's all the... That's all the scores I got on the Buccaneer scoreboard. Brought to you by the Buck. The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates and ENC. The Buccaneer Music Hall is open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. So follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for the updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Let's head back into the fifth quarter Collin show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, here's a score for you. <clears throat> and I believe the Hurricanes goalie left the game. Uh, the Hurricanes trail 4-2. to two. As they head into the third period, mm. the Hurricanes are nine and zero. Have not lost a game. This could be the first one. Oh, I did. I thought I had another score. Arkansas beats Mississippi State thirty-one <laughs> twenty-eight. Uh, Mississippi State. You can just like find us a bunch of scores online. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know yeah. I'm on ESPN. Like, where are you I'm getting your scores from? Top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas, but the Arkansas game just went final, and it kind of went down the list. But Arkansas does beat number seventeen Mississippi State. 
State, 31 to 28, that final score. Chandler, people don't know, he's like Rain Man. He has it all in the head. So, yeah. Okay. I'm, a, I'm an excellent driver. <laughs> I'm an excellent driver. <laughs> All right. Uh, Billy Weaver, let's get to our Brown and Wood Drive of the Game. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, serving the Pirate Nation and Eastern North Carolina for over 80 years. Brown and Wood has four brands, three generations, two showrooms, one Weaver, and one goal. And that's that you leave a happy customer every single time. Brown and Wood on Greenwood Boulevard and online, brownandwoodauto.com. Weave, we had plenty to choose from today. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what you got? Lots of drives, and you know, I'd mentioned this to you on the uh, on the pregame show that East Carolina had a tendency to score pretty quickly on their drives. Not a whole lot of long sustained drives, and, yep. and we talked about Temple needing to do that. They didn't do that today at all. Um, so, I think the drive of the game has to be. I know this was late in the game, and the the game was already in hand. But ten plays, ninety one yards, a uh, almost five minute drive by East Carolina. Ninety one yard drive is pretty good, and it and it made it a forty two to nothing ball game it spanned the end it was right at the end of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter and if you remember that was uh um looked like it might have been the third uh third touchdown for jones all right yeah. uh and he it was initially called a touchdown but then holton took it in on a one yard uh, quarterback keeper to make it 42 nothing so that's the brown and wood drive of the game 10 plays 91 yards four minutes 51 seconds off the clock so a very impressive drive at the end of the game to kind of put the nail in the coffin Go see Billy Weaver at yes. Brown and Wood. Come see me. We'll be there all next week. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, getting, you know, next week uh, is going to be a whole lot of fun. We're getting into that type of the season where people are, uh, you know, getting out for holiday shopping. Come around and shop for a car. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, we are taking one more break. before. We, so it's last call for your calls if you want to jump in. But before we do that, uh, Charlie, who had the call earlier about Wes's shirt, uh, an old press box moment, said, don't forget to play the shirt video. So let's hit that right now. We're not going to play the whole thing. But what has transpired previous to this was – Wes was in that seat that he's in right now. Billy, Troy D, Medor, Bailey were in here doing the press box. They noticed Wes's shirt. You can see the whole thing and hear it if you search Pirate Radio Wes shirt on uh, YouTube. And you can see the shirt for yourself. But they were talking about how it had flowers on it. It looked a little weird. Billy and Medor almost simultaneously said, that's a girl's shirt. That's a girl's (laughs) shirt. So Medor, then you'll hear they tell Medor to go look at the tag. (laughs) Look at the tag on the shirt, and we'll pick it up there, Wes. Here we go. Here we go. Let's hear it. Hey, hold on. I got, wait a minute. I got I a question. I just noticed what's wrong with the shirt, too. He's got it embroidered on the, on the collar. Yeah, first well, of all, no guy wears right. stuff on a collar. If, like I don't that. care if that shirt was in the men's section. Does it not look a little bit feminine to you? When you uh, tried it on, did it feel funny? I didn't try it on. I just bought it. Did you have two lumps in the chest? <laughs> no. Hey, let me ask you this. That's awesome. What size is it? Uh, women's medium. <laughs> be honest with you, I don't know. Uh, you ever go look at the tag? So you you got to look at the tag and tell us what it says because I think I don't know for sure, but I think the sizes run different for right, right for women. It's not going to be a small, medium, or extra large. What is it? Ladies, extra large. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to thank the, the Greenville Salvation Army for uh, giving the wrong shirt. Sure. <laughs> he pointed at the 
it, it's a Bobby Brooks. Oh, this is extra large, ladies, extra large. <laughs> Let's be honest, he stole out of his ex-wife's closet. <laughs> no, I did not. Bobby no. Brooks, <laughs> funny. Troy, you have got to take a picture of Wes in that shirt and put it on the website. That is hilarious. You've got to. Thank you, Billy, for doc- <laughs> making sure it was documented. All right, uh, Wes blames the Greenville Salvation yeah, Army. Yeah, he's throwing them under the bus. They put it in the wrong section. <laughs> well, that's why I get my wife to do all the uh, shopping from now on. Good move because, there. Because the thing is, I'm colorblind when it comes to um, getting Wes. Uh, putting things together. Colorblind had nothing Wes. to do with the button being Seriously, on the wrong side. I am. No, <laughs> that's fine, but it has nothing to do. It does with you wearing a flower. Just flowers all, right, all over it. If you, if flowers you don't know everywhere. How, if you don't know how to match things up, you're colorblind. I, again, that has nothing to do with this at all. <laughs> nothing. All right. Doesn't matter what color the flowers were. They're still flowers. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know the difference. To your credit, it's a very masculine colored <laughs> flower shirt. Oh, man. What a moment uh, yes. on the press box. Thanks for being a good sport. We'll yes, live sir. on forever. Yeah. Yes. Uh, John Moody says, all-time greatest laugh in the history of laughs. Brian, Brian Bailey, Bailey lost yeah. his uh, his junk there. Uh, <laughs> what a great moment uh, with Midor looks, <laughs> and there's a close-up picture of the tag. Oh yeah, that says "Ladies Extra Large." But did you notice? Uh, and I was correct in that because in parentheses it had sixteen to eighteen. So. <laughs> <laughs> what size are you? Sixteen, 16 to eighteen. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I mean, and Midor, and Midor just opened Midor opened the floodgates by saying, "Women's extra large, <laughs> ladies extra large." Do you own any large. other uh, Bobby Brooks apparel, or is that no. your only Bobby Brooks? That yeah. is it. But um, like I said, it it is now in the possession of Troy Dreyfus. So. Every every time I hear Bobby Brooks, I think of Jack and Diane. <laughs> uh, Give off those Bobby Brooks slacks and do what I please. Said. Oh yeah, life goes on. Uh, you never. I, I don't think know, about Billy. that with Bobby Brooks. Wait, Bobby is, Brooks it slacks. The, is it the old song or? A, yes, it's the like sucking on chili dogs. Yes, outside the taste of freeze. I never knew Bobby Brooks was mentioned in that. Uh, play. You got to pull it up. You got to Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, we can't play it off we'll those Bobby off. Brooks slacks and do what I please. All right. Said. Never knew that. Oh yeah, life goes on. Maybe that was Long going through Wes's head when he bought the shirt. And is gone. <laughs> pull up the. Uh, <laughs> he thought it was Jack's pants and Jack not and Di- uh, Diane's. <laughs> he thought he was wearing Jack's Bobby Brooks slacks and Diane's Bobby Brooks <laughs> blouse. Alright. Last call for your calls. 317-1250. We're going to get out of here at a decent time on a Saturday night uh, for the first time in a while. 317-1250 if you want to jump in. We're back after this. listening to the u.s cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show here's clip brock all right last call for your calls get them in now 317-1250 billy weaver here clip brock here we got Wes hines and chandler honeycutt producing tonight's program and we got john on hold and we got sharon up next in greenville hello sharon hi um i wanted to make a phone call uh, i wanted to challenge all pirate fans uh that need to get back on board the ship 
uh, an email went out this week from the Pirate Club saying we had about 4,600 members giving about $6 million. And that's just not enough. We need about 10,000 members giving about $10 million. Mike Houston has us leading in the right direction. The talent level is getting better and better. But imagine what kind of recruiting impression we would have made today if the lower level was full, or better yet, the whole stadium was full. If not, then when? After we go to a bowl game, or after we win a bowl, uh, or after we even have back-to-back winning seasons? Uh, it would be great to see uh, everyone get back on board the ship. We've got to do better, and every Pirate Club member needs to recruit one new member or at least get someone who's dropped off back on board our ship. I, right, I agree. Stuff, yeah, I agree 100%. And especially now, I mean, it's it's obvious this ship is um, sailing in the right direction. Uh, this is the time to get back on. I, I just hate that um, the last game of the season is going to be that day after Thanksgiving. That's the only thing I hate about that because I just, you know, typically, and, and this is just going, even even in years that uh, East Carolina has had really, really good teams, the day after Thanksgiving is always a tough one. So that's, that's going to be tough. I just hope that, you know, East Carolina can finish this season strong, go to a bowl game, and if it is a, a bowl game in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, that would be outstanding because East Carolina fans traditionally have always traveled very well to bowl games. Absolutely. Um, I see a lot of Facebook posts. There's a lot of community support, and I hope that everyone shows up strong and supports our Pirates. So let's go Pirates. All right. Absolutely. Thank you for the call, Sharon and Greenville. 317-1250. Let's go to John at the beach. Hello, John. Hey, fellas. Yes, I hope you can hear me. I'm in the truck. Um, What a great night. Uh, Got two things. One, so we're at the five-win mark. We're at, if we did nothing else, we're exactly at the point when we fired, erroneously fired the man in the red shirt. So anything past this is icing on the cake as far as I'm concerned. So go Pirates. Secondly, um, I don't remember what year it was. A couple of years ago, we had a big win in basketball over Cincinnati. And I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys who's on the message boards, and all of their fans got on and talked about how, us beating them was so bad for the conference. Like, we shouldn't have won. This shouldn't have happened. It's terrible for the conference. And to be honest, what I hope is, I hope that their football team keeps winning. I hope that just like Michigan State, all of the teams ranked ahead of them lose and fall off and that they get into the top four when they come into Greenville. And I hope when they do, that we do something absolutely terrible for the conference that day. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope you guys, uh, I hope you guys get in bed early tonight, and uh, go Pirates. All right, let's ruin it for everybody. I know it, it is such a tough situation because if you think about it, um, if East, if if Cincinnati would roll into East Carolina undefeated at that point, and East Carolina would were to knock them off, I mean that's like a, probably over a million dollar hit for each school in in the conference. <clears throat> yeah, and Ellerby, we we had this discussion Monday, and Ellerby said, well. You know, if, if we're losing money in that scenario, how about what that win does for our program? Right. And Put you back on the map. Ticket sales and for maybe people signing up to go to a bowl, joining the Pirate Club. You know, right, what right. could a win over Cincinnati right. do for you financially? Right. So. Especially if you beat Memphis and then you beat Navy and you yeah. have a chance to go eight and four yeah. in the season on four consecutive wins, going eight and four, knocking off what could be a top three four five, you know 
however that's going to fall. Right now, Cincinnati's number six in the country. Yeah. Um, undefeated. So we don't know how the next few games are going to go, who ahead of them is going to lose, blah, 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 whatever. But as of right now, no worse than a number six team in the country, undefeated coming in. It would be the talk of college football at the end of the season right there. Uh, you know, it would be a big deal on all the national shows. Um, and like I said, you go to a bowl, and it, and an eight and four team might is probably not going to Coastal Carolina. Right. To, to Myrtle getting, Beach Bowl. Uh, You're getting a, a little better opportunity. A little, little better bowl there. So you may make up a little bit of that money in a better bowl. And of course, ticket sales and, you know, excitement around the program. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, looking on the surface of it, you say, hey, it's, it's good for the conference if Cincinnati gets into that four. But East Carolina could, uh, could reap the benefits as well. We big win today and uh, great show. Thanks for joining us, yeah, man. It was. It was nice to get a good win. And, you know, it was nice to, it was just, nice to put the pedal down and yeah. you know and just be you know strong out of the gate strong start strong middle start strong finish nothing really that you're saying you know what that's something's wrong here still third down you know if you're going to look at anything in a negative light it's still that third down situation but heck on fourth down looking great absolutely two for two today five for 12 on third down for east carolina is, is really good but that's you gotta, actually good this year you got to improve on that number uh these last three games going to be a tough one next week a memphis team that we just cannot figure out no, they uh, no. lost to this temple team we played today but they've beaten smu they've beaten mississippi state so they'll be ready to go next week when the pirates uh head to memphis tennessee we'll be with you early morning saturday 8 a.m on the bud light pregame tailgate and are uh, in the afternoon on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show uh wes man you've been putting in a lot of hours here so uh great job thank, thank you, you for filling in and helping us out awesome job man no problem thank you very much and it's been a pleasure uh enjoyed it chan man great job filling in for shirley on the scoreboard and doing your job today and we've we will talk to you again next saturday yes sir Folks, thank you so much for calling in, being a part of the show, being a part of the chat on Facebook and YouTube. We do it for the Pirate Nation, and we'll be back with you Monday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live, to rehash this victory and talk more about the 5-4 and four ECU Pirates, one win away from bowl eligibility and going to a bowl for the first time since 2014. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you Monday uh, here on Pirate Radio Live and we'll see you next Saturday on the Bud Light Pregame Tailgate and the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show. You have been listening to the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.